Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured guest is Devin Flanagan from Peninsula Food Service. Peninsula supplies the highest quality meat products to several of the best restaurants in St. Pete. And during the pandemic, you can get wholesale prices and free home delivery. Kevin and I will also discuss proper plating of takeout food and burger stacking. We We have have a great great show, so stick around. One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine, and you can even get a regular old cheeseburger too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. I love soup and I'm always in search of a great soup. Ramen is just so complex and delicious with layers of complex flavors in its broth. Booyah Ramen is one of my favorite places in downtown St. Pete, so much so that I recently included them on my top five Asian noodle soups list for their pork belly ramen. Now Booyah's success is not just about the ramen. It's a hip, upbeat environment meant for unwinding and socializing with house-crafted cocktails, a large selection of Japanese whiskey, and izakaya too. Those are small plates of different types of appetizers that are delicious as well as the ramen. The ambiance of the place, along with the friendliness of the owners and staff, really adds to the character and charm of Booyah. And to add to its coolness, the owners are actually opening up four more stores, one in Miami and three in Berlin of all places. Yes, Berlin, Germany. How cool is that? Booyah Ramen is located at 911 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete and is open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Do ya, Booyah? As Lori said in the intro, one of the things we're going to talk about is proper plating of takeout food. And, and we're not talking about proper plating when you get it home. Well, we, we can talk about that too. I mean, <laughs> but that line was written facetiously. 
because we had somebody in our Facebook group, and if you're interested in joining, you're not in there or aware of it, just go to Facebook and search St. Petersburg Foodies Restaurant Reviews and look for that in a group in the group areas and request to be in it. There's a lot of fun stuff in there and mm-hmm. a lot of really good photos and reviews and, and you know, like any community, there's other stuff that just makes you shake your head. Yes, exactly. This one was one of them. <laughs> so somebody posted that they were so disappointed that when they got their takeout food home, it didn't look as pretty as it does when it's professionally plated it at the restaurant when you're sitting at a table. <laughs> and I, at first, I feel like for a second, I'm like, maybe it's a joke. Right, but right. it wasn't. It was serious. It wasn't a joke. To be fair to, to this poster, he actually did say he wondered if he was being too picky. So he was being nice. He was answering, which a lot of people don't. They'll just throw these posts out there, cause a big ruckus, and then run away. And they, yeah. never, they never come back in and answer. That, he was answering people. He was thanking them for their opinion. He was actually being very kind right? Um, and, and paying attention to his post. So. Right. So at least there was that. I got to give him credit for that. When people do what you describe and they just mm-hmm. post something to stir up the pot and right. then they're out, that's called a drive-by. Right. Yeah. Right. And that happens a lot. Or being a troll. Let me just shut it out. Shut so, it off. So I wanted to say that there have been times during uh, our pandemic time here where we got takeout food mm-hmm. and I just opened up the styrofoam containers on the counter and took pictures and posted it. So obviously it didn't look like, like how pretty it looks in the restaurant on the plate. Well, and most of the time we, they're not in styrofoam containers anymore, thank God, because I absolutely detest them. But there are some places that still use them. I'm describing a specific one, but anyway. Okay. And that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And then there have been times that we take stuff out of the containers and we actually do plate it mm-hmm. when we take pictures of it. Right. But sometimes I'm like, you know... I'm not getting paid for plating this stuff, man. I'm not doing it. <laughs> or I'm too hungry. I just got to start shoving it in my face. Right, right. So anyway, just in general, I think most people already know this, so sorry I have to say it, but I think we should be giving restaurants a little more of a break yes. these days, and let's not complain about the food not looking as pretty in takeout containers. Right. Especially you're driving in your car and it slides all around yeah. and it's like never going to be exactly the same at home. I'm going to go out on, on a limb here and say that that's dumb. That's so dumb. Right. <laughs> to complain about. Right. So something more fun to talk about is burger stacking. And people have asked me, they're like, hey, what's, what's new? What you published on the site? And I say an article on burger stacking. And they look at me sideways like, what are you talking about, Willis? Yeah, I kind of think it's more interesting to you than anybody else, but. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> the, the article got a lot of action and the Facebook post got a lot of action. Here's what happened. I'm scrolling on Instagram one day and I see a post by a burger place, specialty burger place, followed by a post from another different specialty burger place. So I can clearly see when you have these two photos right in front of you at the same time, the way I normally stacked burgers a long time ago, I would put my burger on the bun. It would have the melted cheese on top. And then I put my lettuce, tomato, onion, top bun, whatever condiments, pickle. And that's it. And then I see this picture where that's not how it was. They had the lettuce on the bottom, then the tomato, then the burger, then the cheese, and then sometimes onion, whatever. So then I started researching and it turns out there's all different ways to do it. And there's all different reasons. One of the main things is so the bun doesn't get soggy and fall right, apart. Right, right. So putting the lettuce on the bottom protects it from like the grease of the burger, I guess. And I also read if you spread a layer of mayonnaise on there because of the, uh, what is in mayonnaise, like the egg protective layer on the bottom of on the, the bun, bun yeah. and then put the lettuce on top, that's even more protection from I, it getting soggy. And I've seen pictures like that too. So I've been doing that. 
look on stpetersburgfoodies.com. The article came out actually about a month ago. And you'll see several different examples where I have photos from different restaurants and how different places do it. So as a matter of fact, here, check this out. There's Grace, Stillwaters, Ford's, Steve Capen, an online foodie friend of mine, Lori's Burger that she made at home, El Cap, Le Colvert Bistro in Paris, The Burger Dive from downtown Billings, Montana, and there's a Gordon Ramsay video. And every one of those does it different. Yeah, it's crazy. So I published the article, and then I post a little intro and a link to it on, in our Facebook group. And there must be six to ten people that posted other, other different, different ways. ways. I'm right. like, wow. Right. So well, what I found in our couple experiments while we have been in yeah. quarantine or whatever we, you want to call it, stay home mode, is I find that layer of mayonnaise, lettuce, burger, cheese, and then on top of that, the tomato. Because if you put the tomato on the bottom, then the tomato's so watery, soggy, yeah. and it's hard to keep that from, yeah. So the funny thing is, in this article, the photo I have of a burger you made. I had the tomato on the bottom. You had the tomato on the well, bottom. Well, that's when I was still experimenting right. with it after yeah. you brought, brought this into our world. Right. <laughs> so funny, man. Kevin, Not- Kevin comes up with, with these things, and he's OCD, and he can't get it off the brain. I know. Jesus Christ, listen to yourself. You're obsessed. So anyway, check that out, and we will be right back after our, a word from our sponsors with Devin Flanagan from Peninsula Food Service. Have you been to Pacific Counter? It is one of the newest fast casual concepts located on one of the fastest growing blocks in St. Pete, the 600 block of Central Avenue. They offer build-your-own bowls, burritos, or salads with a variety of the freshest bases, toppings, and sauces to satisfy anyone's craving and put you in charge. There are actually 6 million 432 189 combinations possible. Overwhelmed by Build Your Own? I know that I sometimes am. Well, you can also choose from their counter creations menu already picked for you. The first couple of times we ate there, that's exactly what I did. Then I decided to get adventurous. For bases, they offer sushi rice, brown rice, noodles, or greens. Sushi rice seems to be the norm, but I'm not a big rice person, so I finally tried the noodles, and to say I fell in love is an understatement. They are actually sweet potato noodles, I found out later. I have no idea how they make them seem like rice noodles. I added fresh tuna and salmon, my choice of toppings and a sauce, which I didn't even need because the bowl was so good without it. I told Kevin I could eat this every day and I would probably lose weight and love it at the same time. If you haven't checked out Pacific Counter, I would highly recommend it. They are open for lunch and dinner, have a variety of unique alcoholic and non-alcoholic drink options, and they have the beloved Dole Whip. Find your fresh at Pacific Counter. Pacific Counter is located at 660 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. They are open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 11 a.m. to midnight on Friday and Saturday. Please welcome the Director of Sales and Marketing at Peninsula Food Service, Devin Flanagan. Welcome. Welcome, Dev. Oh, thank you very much. We usually get some of your background information, so I know two things from looking, one from looking at your Facebook and the second one from knowing your phone number. You are originally from New Hampshire, if I remember correctly. I am. And your phone number area code is 954, which is the same as mine, which would be South Florida, Fort Lauderdale area. That's right. So I guess we should start in New Hampshire and work our way to here. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, so I, I was born and raised in Concord, New Hampshire. Um, to my parents, John and Cindy, 
Uh, I have six brothers, so there's seven boys total in our family. Wow. Oh. And are your parents still sane? Uh, no, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> and where, where do you fall with, with the brothers? I'm number six, so I'm towards the end. Oh, wow. So you're the most spoiled one. Well, no, there's, <laughs> one, there's one behind him. There's seven total. Oh, there's the, one oh, more geez. behind him. He, oh, he has okay. six brothers, so oh, okay. that's mean he's the seventh. So your younger brother, he was just on, raised himself on autopilot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> By that time, they're like, ah, like the first one, they're always like, oh, like, like I remember my, my first one, like had to eat homemade from scratch baby food <laughs> and breastfeed. The second one was like, here's some formula. Here, here's some Gerber. <laughs> here's some formula here, a little bit of dirt. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> But yeah, so um, growing up in New Hampshire, it was it was awesome. You know, we got to experience all four seasons. Right. Um, you know, we my family's always been very close. Uh, now we're all kind of spread out. Where uh, there's three of us here in Florida now, and there's four uh, in New England. Mm -hmm. Wow. Are they are they near you here? Uh, so I have one that's still in Fort Lauderdale and one in Naples. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. Not too far. Yep. But the one in Fort Lauderdale, he's also in the beef business. Oh, interesting. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. So do, do the territories cross over at all? No, no. So um, that's actually, he's actually how I got into the business. Um, after, after high school, he, he randomly called me and said, um, what would you think about coming down to Florida? And so I said, let's try it out. So I, went, I came down for, to Fort Lauderdale for a couple weeks and during the summer, and I said, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm going back to New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> that happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was 19 at the time. So I said, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go back to New Hampshire. And, uh, we start, he started, uh, working in the meat business together. He'd already worked for a, a, a good size company and, um, they were looking for somebody in receiving. Mm -hmm. And he just said, my brother, Brent, his name is Brandon. He just said to me, you know, this is a great spot for you. You know, I know you're not going to want to do manual labor and all this, but you have to learn somehow. Right. Mm -hmm. And I ended up sticking it out for six or seven years uh, in receiving. And then I went to become a butcher. Cool. Where, yeah. where did you do that at? Uh, so the company now is it's been it's been bought out, uh, but the company was called Grand Western. And uh, Cheney Brothers has bought them out. Ah, OK. And, and where did you get your training as a butcher? Uh, all, all live training, all hands-on while I was there. Wow. Yep. That was one of the great things about, about the owners. Uh, the original owner, his name was, uh, Richard Wheeler, Dick Wheeler. And he really had a lot of faith in his employees and he wanted them to learn from the ground up from him. Yeah. It's great having a boss slash owner like that. Right. it is. So basically you, you got know, to, you know, you're learning all aspects of the business. Absolutely. And, um, one of the, the very, the very first time I met him, I had no idea who he was because he was on the floor cleaning up his, his, um, <laughs> I love that. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And, and I'll, I'll tell you guys, that's what made me fall in love with him and his business. Mm -hmm. Of course. And um, so, you know, it, it reminded me of my mother a lot cause she has her own little business in New Hampshire and that's all she did. She was, the secretary to the CEO, you know, she did every to the janitor to everything. She did it all. And when I saw Richard Wheeler doing this, I was mind blown. Right. That's great. So it just um, brand new appreciation 
for uh, the education that I was being taught. Yeah, that's cool. I, I've just recently, I mean, I don't know a lot, but I've recently started paying more attention as far as like different stakes, different cuts, where they come from. And I, I just recently, I don't know, a couple, few months ago learned that the New York Strip and the ribeye come from the same area. Same two area. Two, two different ends, right? Yep. Same area. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And that, and that's one of the things too. So, you know, we, would, we wouldn't bring in, at that time, bringing in uh, quartered animals had just been outlawed about, about 10 years. So now you can only bring in what, what they're called subprimals. So a New York strip you bring in weighs about 15 pounds. Wow. wow. And that's, that's what you need the butchers for, to start breaking that 15 pounds down and to turn it into a 12-ounce, you know, thick-cut, center-cut strip steak. Mm-hmm. So you, that's something that you don't do that now, but you can do that. You've done it. Oh, absolutely. How yeah. about how about chickens? Yep, yep. I used to break down chickens all the time, too. Can you do it blindfolded like Gordon Ramsay? Oh, man. Uh, I'll tell you, I can't do anything blindfolded. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You should try. I'll, I know. Those knives are real sharp. That's not a Yeah, good. that's true. Don't yeah. play with knives. Okay, yeah, don't try. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you have any favorite knives? Um, you know what? I actually just purchased one at Costco, and it was the Costco, or I'm sorry, uh, Sam's Club, and it was the Sam's Club brand. Mm-hmm. And it's it's more of a um, long uh, boning knife, but it is awesome. I use it for everything. That cool. is so funny. A Sam's Club brand would yeah. be. Huh. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't believe it either because I bought one from Sam's Club before and it rusted on me. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it again. And uh, I tried it again and it, it's been beautiful. I've had it for the past six months. Awesome. Cool. I was asking because we this past the past year or so, we've been getting into knives. I have a knife obsession. Yeah, for us, it started with uh, seeing Kamikoto ads everywhere. Well, Facebook, everywhere. Big, Facebook figured out that I have this thing for knives. And so every morning when I woke up and went on Facebook, it was the very the second thing I saw in my timeline. <laughs> every morning till I finally said something to Kevin. It was right around my birthday. And uh, he goes, do you want them for your birthday? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we have all these knives now, and we don't really even know what kind of knives they are and what they're really supposed to be used for. <laughs> right. So if you have any suggestions on how we could learn, uh, get some real knife skills, we're all ears. Oh. Absolutely. You know, I, I'll tell you, I do not care for serrated. Yeah, ours aren't serrated. Maybe just for bread, yeah. right? Yeah, for bread, and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. But I love to cut through a, a nice fillet or a nice New York strip without kind of the tearing of it. Yes, mm-hmm. correct. A nice sharp knife all the way through. Yeah. Yeah, you don't know until you get good knives what you were missing. Right. Oh, man, you really don't. You really don't. And then the funny thing is how heavy that block is. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <there>. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So you went from New Hampshire to Fort Lauderdale area when your brother uh, got you interested in the job down there uh, in the uh, meat, I guess, meat packing or meat? Yeah, meat packing, meat distributing. Yep. Yep. And then how did you get to St. Pete and was there anything in between those two? Yep. So um, what had happened after after a few years go by, um, the the CEO approached me and said, we'd like to move you out of production and out of receiving. And I, I thought I was getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what, what did I do? 
Right. And uh, he's like, no, you've, you've done nothing. We want to have you progress. We want to get you going. We want to get you out doing something else. And he said, what, what do you have in mind? What would you like to try? And I said, well, I've had all inside education now. I think that I can go out and share my story and my experiences and try sales out and, and go sell customers and restaurants, hotels, country clubs. And he put had a big smile on his face. He said, "That's exactly what I was thinking." That's awesome. <laughs> that is, yeah, because yeah, it's it's really cool when uh, a person that's in sales dealing with customers actually has a real story to tell. Correct. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. You are absolutely right. It, it it has really helped me in my career of sales um, because of the fact that I was there and I saw what was coming in. I physically was lifting everything. I was physically cutting everything. So I and, and and then boxing and shipping everything. So I saw from from A to Z. Yeah, and like you said, you got that inside education. Then you go into sales, and that's a whole new education too. Yes, absolutely. Sales is not easy. And, and now you're hearing, you're hearing the other side of the story too from the customer now. At, oh, absolutely. And when you would always think a lot of people think that salespeople are just out gallivanting, having a good time and schmoozing. And <laughs> well, that's, that, that would be Lori. Hey, <laughs> I, I was in pharmaceutical sales for eight years. So, <laughs> so, so you, I mean, so you did have a lot of schmoozing. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry See, to interrupt. Go ahead. Yes. Our margins in the meat company are not the margin of the pharmaceutical industry. I'll tell you that. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. Right. So we, we didn't get to go out as often and, 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 um, and take chefs out or, or clients out. But what we did get to do is attend events with them mm-hmm. and, and donate product to their events. Right. And, um, and literally work beside them. You know, yeah. I, I, I remember working, um, South beach wine and food, uh, the very first year I went and there was no tickets available. So I was like, Oh man, I, I'm new to this business. I got to get there. I got to get there. How do I do this? Mm-hmm. So, um, I had a small book of business then. I had about um, about 20 customers. I called each customer and I said, do you need help during this event? Do you need <laughs> That was very smart. And, and they're like, yeah, we do. We actually, I need an extra hand. I said, you got a chef's coat? They said, yeah, we do. I said, well, I'll put the chef's coat on. I'll help you. Nice. Very nice. So that's how, that's how, uh, that's how I got into my first uh, South Beach uh, uh, wine and food show. It was awesome. Great experience. Perfect example uh, of a win-win. Yes. Yes, a- absolutely. And but, but thinking about that, I wouldn't know to ask. You know, you just got to get creative. You just got to throw yourself out there. Right. And a lot of people think that chefs have, you know, their their egos are out of control, or um, they really just don't know how to treat people. That's only about the five percent of them. Right. You know? Right. Chefs are great. Chefs are great. They are. They're, we, they're we, great we, people. We, they're under a tremendous amount of stress. Yeah. For those Maybe. other guys, if you see any no. gift certificates for um, people skills classes, you know. What yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's only one I can think of in St. Pete that had that reputation. Yeah, had. Oh, had. Yeah. Had. Yeah. No longer oh, here. No, no more hints. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it off the air. Yeah. So, and, and actually, now that you mention it, uh, we're it's about time to go f- to a break. But before we do, I want to just ask you something before I forget, because uh, just prior to you coming on, we were having a comp- this relates to the conversation we were having, and we've actually experimented with this with your hamburgers. So this is regarding burger stacking. So say from the bottom bun up, like for example, when I what I used to do was 
hamburger on the bottom, melted cheese on the burger, and then lettuce, tomato, onion, cool. condiments, pickle, and top bun. But then found out that there's other ways to do it. Do you have a preferred way that you stack your burger? Lettuce first. What's that? Lettuce first. Lettuce first. Lettuce on okay. the bottom. That's what I started doing too because it helps keep it from getting all wet. So lettuce and then what? Uh, so I'll do uh, lettuce, tomato, uh, pickle, burger, cheese, onion, and then top bun. Okay, cool. Yeah, I never knew there were so many different ways to do it because even when I, I published the article a while back and then I posted it on Facebook and I gave in the article all different ways to do it and then all these people were coming up with other ways. So yeah, it's crazy. I'm gonna- other way, but the other thing too, I avoid the red onion. I always do a white onion. Okay, that's cool. You know what? The, I mentioned Gordon Ramsay before. For that article, I, uh, I embedded a video of him making his uh, burger. I forget what it's called, but anyway, from, from his place in Vegas. And he says no red onion. He says it's too overpowering to all the other flavors. Right, I think so too. And he, he went with a white onion, and he also uh, grilled it a little bit. Always. Because that gives it some you have the capability, tap it, tap it on, in, a, in a fry pan or on the grill real quick. Yeah. Cool. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more details on the amazing food from Peninsula Food Service. I am so hungry right now, I'm going to go to Noble Crust. What? You've never been? No way. Check this out. They do both food from the South and Italian, and they do an amazing job at both. They have some of the best fried chicken, and the eggplant parmesan is out of this world. The fried green tomatoes are not like anyone else's. They call it the FGBLT, but I think they should call it the OMG because it has Tabasco honey pork belly and pimento cheese, and it's the first item on the menu, so you can't miss it. Noble Crust also made six of St. Pete Foodie's best of list, best Italian, casual dining, best pizza, Bloody Marys, meatballs, and best salads. If Noble Crust is already one of your favorites, then I have good news. They're expanding their service hours, Starting on February 7th, they'll be open for lunch on Fridays, and they'll start opening on Mondays for dinner starting February 10th. As always, on Saturday and Sunday, there's an awesome brunch starting at 10.30, and the deviled eggs are one of my favorites. The St. Pete location is on 4th Street North and 83rd, and they also have locations in Carrollwood and Wesley Chapel. You can check hours and menus at noble-crust.com. Noble Crust is a must for your next lunch, brunch, or dinner. We are back! We are back! We are back with Devin Flanagan of Peninsula Food Service. And Peninsula is, although they're based in Orlando, some people get confused. You guys have a strong presence in St. Pete. And we're not going to mention any, any names, but we happen to know that you provide product to several of our favorite restaurants. Yes. Absolutely. You know, we, we started coming into the Tampa Bay market um, just about two and a half, three years ago. It is, the way we looked at it is it, it's a completely untapped market uh, for service and, and for quality and consistency. And so um, once we, we, once we noticed that, we just had to start bringing trucks here and start advertising our business. Um, and when we did it, we did it with a full shebang. You know, we offered six days a week, uh, second runs if you needed it. Um, and we didn't have, we didn't have any cutoffs if, if chefs, cause chefs or their sous chefs will forget once in a while. So, you know, when you're, when you're slammed at, at night at 10, 11 o'clock, 
you forgot to put your, forgot to put your meat order in, you know, I'll get I'll get those one two a.m. text messages say you know hey man I forgot can I get this order and we always say yes. That is one of the uh, uh, that's one of the things that stands out with um, our owner uh, Michael Altif. He is a yes man. Mm-hmm. Cool. So even though I know I can do this now, I promise you I won't text you at one in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> It's tempting though. <laughs> it, it, it's uh, it's it's pretty funny. So when I my my son was first born, and um, I was still working around the clock, I my wife just couldn't believe how many text messages would come in past midnight. Wow! And, but when you're dealing with the Orlando market, and uh, at that time I was dealing with the Miami market, you know your restaurants aren't closing until two a.m. Right. And you mm-hmm. still have people in there. And so it's hard for a chef to say, all right, well, I sold 100 fillets tonight. How am I going to sell? How many am I going to sell tomorrow? Right. So he has to guide, judge that by the end of the night. And we never want to get shorted. So we, our promise was to always take care of the customer. Cool. So let's uh, talk a little bit about Peninsula Food Service. You guys, I know you guys uh, get some product from Creekstone Farms. Yep. So um, a majority of our products are from Creekstone Farms. Um. I would say beef-wise, we're at 95%. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, they have, you have uh, Black Angus? Uh, yes. Wagyu? They, they are strictly Black Angus. Okay. Uh, and, then, and also uh, Duroc, right? Am I saying it right? On the pork? Yep, Duroc pork, yep. So some of the things that that means are that it's very high quality. The animals are humanely treated. They are uh, corn-fed, I guess? The cows... Uh, they are, um, it's all a vegetarian diet, highly, highly corn-fed vegetarian diet. Mm. Um, what, that, what that does, uh, it helps pop that marbling. It helps pop that flavor. Mm-hmm. And, it, and in turn, turns it to, te- uh, to tenderness. Right. So, um, yes, they are certified humane and, ra- and raised and handled properly. Now, a lot of people don't like that. Because you can you pay the company for that stamp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that company has legs to stand on. They give they secretly provide audits to every uh, farmer and every uh, processing facility that wants to be certified humane. So they they audit these people year round to make sure that they're adhering to the to the policies. Wow. Yeah, that's which pretty is, cool. Which is great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, a lot of the companies will say, well our standards are much higher than what their standards already are. So I don't need to have the certified humane. Well, that's all fine and good, but how do you prove it? Right. Exactly. You know, and that's what Creek Zones Farms kind of looked at and said, how do we prove it? And this is the way we're going to do it. You so, have to, you have um, to take video of people also, saying nice things to the cows. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <laughs> right. I want to be a realtor, right. but I don't want to take the real estate class and pay for it. Sorry, I am, I'm a realtor. Yeah. So that's what I was equipped. I was, you know. I agree 100. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and they're they're based in uh, Kansas. Yeah, Arkansas City, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Peninsula, yep. how long have you guys been in business? Uh, Peninsula's been in business since 1992. Mm-hmm. Uh, under under our direction of Michael Altif, uh, he originally had a company called Orlando Food Service, and then he had sold that off. Uh, and then a few years later, he started uh, Peninsula Food Service. Right. And you personally, you're based in St. Pete, yes? 
I'm based in St. Pete. Yep. I, I take care of uh, the Tampa Bay market. So you guys have the good stuff. Like I said earlier, some of that we're not surprised when you were naming some of the names during the break. Right. That, you know, there's some of our favorite places that have some of the highest quality stuff. And that's what you guys provide. And now with the COVID-19 world happening, you guys, uh, you know, a lot of restaurants are closed or if they're open, they're at 25% capacity now. So obviously that gives you guys extra capacity. And the benefit is for us regular guys that don't have restaurants. Yeah. We can get free home delivery and amazing prices on some of the best quality uh, product. Yes, ab- absolutely. So that, that you're 100% right. That is not our business mode. Our business mode is restaurants, hotels, country clubs, theme parks, convention centers, things like that. Um, so offering to the public was literally a 20-minute meeting we had wow. when, mm-hmm. when, the whole, when the whole pandemic started. Yeah, what we are we going to do to survive? We all right? Exactly right. I mean, we, we knew layoffs or furloughs were going to have to happen. Um, but as soon as we uh, went to the table and said, we have to open up our doors, we have to start selling to the public, you know, with Facebook and Instagram and all the uh, social medias this day, these days, it's pretty easy marketing. Yeah, easy to get you know, the word you out. You just got to follow with what you said. Yeah, right. Do, do, a, do a nice photo of some yummy looking stuff. Mm-hmm. You're going to get attention. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And, and you know, one of the big kickbacks that, that we had, and I, I'm o- still trying to overcome it a little bit, is we are not those guys with a cooler in the back of our truck. Oh, right. <laughs> go, At the gas station. That goes door to door. Yeah. I bought from you them know, one time. We are from not so- those people. You did? You bought it one time? I, oh, yes, it was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That was years and years and years ago. <laughs> yeah, no, I've had that happen. Like one time at, I was at the gas station. And I had a guy with a cooler in the back of his pickup trying to sell me stuff. <laughs> exactly right. That, and that's it. Right. You know, um, I, it was funny. I was out making a delivery last week out in Dunedin. And um, the husband had just gotten home. And I, I just brought them uh, some chicken breast. And the husband says, hey, I just got home from golf. Any any chance you got an extra fillets in, their, in the truck? I'm like, no. No. It's already all <laughs> And he was shocked. He looked at me at the he, he looked at me like I had 10 heads. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, there's nothing extra. We don't, that's not us. We, we cut to order. Right. You know, for, for example, uh, for example, Lori, uh, you guys have uh, some nice product coming to you tomorrow, but yes, the way you ordered it was the way you ordered it was 100% perfect oh, because thank you. you told me the size that you wanted was 16 ounces. Mm-hmm. And you also told me how thick, how thick you wanted it. Right. That's one of the things that we do. We're, we're a custom cut shop. We, you know, when we're up and fully running, we have 25 butchers on staff. Wow. So they are custom cutting and custom grinding to your spec. Wow. That's, That's pretty awesome. cool. So I have a question for Lori or Devin. Did we order sausage? No. Why did we not order? Can we can we add sausage to our order? It only comes in 15 pound packages. Oh, that's why, that's why we didn't order it. Never mind. <laughs> I tried Ten to order pounds. it. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to some. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so funny thing. So we placed an order a little while back and we still have a lot of that because our plan was to really to save it in case of the, you know, food Mageddon. Right. And I don't know, maybe should we talk about that as well? Yeah, let's talk about that. So I, we hear there's dire news in the meat shortage department. 
yeah, there is there is some dire news, and um, I've been getting more and more in the past 24 hours, and I'll tell you, it's it's getting a little scary. So, you know, the 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 Tyson IVP plant, they're the ones that, in my opinion, put the scare out there. Right. I get it. Their 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 staff has been infected, so I understand. I get it. But at the same time, a facility like that is also producing five, eight percent of this country's beef production. Right. And that doesn't sound like a lot, five to eight percent. That's huge. That is huge. And when you cut that out, now you're putting strict demands on every other processor. So I uh, I was given this as an example yesterday when I was talking to someone. So I said, if if I if Tyson has a contract with Publix, and then Tyson says I can't fulfill that contract because we're not processing because of this of the d- uh, disease, well, Publix says, well, that's all fine and good. Now I need to go find someone else to supply it to me. Right. So what they'll do is they'll call somebody like Creekstone Farms and say, what do you have for us? I say, well, we don't have supply that can cover all your stores, but if we do, now we need to up our harvest. That means we need more pressure on our farmers because the whole process takes time, and that's what we don't, apparently we don't have now. So it's not that we have a shortage. We don't have a shortage of animals. We have plenty of animals. We don't have a processing facility to get those animals on the trucks to us. Tyson put that there. So what had happened, the pressure went to Creekstone. Well, in, in our case, the pressure went to Creekstone Farms. And Creekstone says the only way for us to keep up with what everybody needs and keeping our numbers in line is to it's supply and demand. Mm-hmm. Right. We need to Raise bump prices. our prices. So what 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 we've seen in the past two weeks is about a 60 to 75 percent jump just just in ground beef alone weren't you telling me also yesterday on the phone uh chicken breast as well yep so you're gonna see chicken breast the 30 to 40 percent markup yep yeah the most popular stuff that most people can easily deal with it's the most it's the most versatile so everybody wants burger ground beef chicken breast because everybody knows that you can freeze it thaw it cook it right well, you guess what? You can do the same thing with a fillet, but when nobody, when when the economy is hurting right now, you don't have the money to buy the fillet. You got the money to buy the ground beef. Right. But now it's going to be as much and as the so, fillet, right? <laughs> oh, oh, but even the fillets. So even just last week, fillets were still doing okay. Strip loins, ribeyes are still doing okay. Prices came out again this week, and they even jumped another twenty percent. Wow. So now everything's going up. So now everything is going up. And, you know, so what we're doing is we're, we're still searching right now. We'll, we'll search and we'll, we'll find the products that we need. Um, and, and, and we'll get them. We're, we're a big contract with Creekstone farms. Uh, we're actually one of the biggest, uh, distributors in the Southeast for them. Uh, so we'll, we will find the answers, but at the end of the day, I can't stress out too much because it's not just us and it's not just Creekstone farms. It's everyone. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a domino uh, effect. It's ha- yeah, and it's having these issues. Yeah. I, I mean, and I saw it actually last week. When did we make that beef stew? A couple weeks ago? And mm-hmm. I had ordered a pound of Wagyu beef um, 
like beef stew cubes from uh, another online site that we've used in the past. And I had it in the freezer and we decided we wanted to make beef stew. So I realized I only had one pound and the recipe called for three. So I went to Publix to get beef stew cubes, just the regular. It was $10 a pound for the Wagyu when I bought it. This was 1.2 pounds of regular Publix beef stew, nothing fabulous for 13 or $14. Yeah. So like the same prices of the Wagyu before. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Speaking of which, wow. you guys you guys have Wagyu as well, right? We do. Yep. We do. What, what, and so what we're doing is we're not we're not going to purchase any more. We are going to go through our supply of what we have. Um, it is even that market is going to get too volatile. Right. And if you, if I buy a you know for example a a twenty dollar a pound strip loin. When you get into the Wagyu products now, you're not talking the 11 to 15 pound strip loins. You're talking the 20 to 22 pounds, mm-hmm. and they're and they don't do they they're not trimmed like like the uh, uh, USDA specs. So there's a lot more fat on there too. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, okay. So, so it, that twenty dollar a piece that twenty dollar a piece per pound turns into a eighty dollar a piece per pound real quick. Right. right. So so for the time being, you have Wagyu, and our listeners should know that they. Uh, have a great opportunity to place an order with you guys. We placed uh, one order, and now we just placed our second order. Mm-hmm. And we were looking in the freezer, going, "Okay, we got to move some stuff around here." And <laughs> fun- so, <laughs> so funny thing, I, w- I was starting to think, like, "Darn, should we invest in another freezer?" And I'm on your Facebook timeline this morning, and I see a, a guy, uh, Brett Cardoso, posted a photo. Yeah. Look, I bought my second freezer because <laughs> he's because he's ordering stuff from you. Yeah. What What's the best way to get in touch yeah, with was, you? To, that, was to, delivery. that was that was funny. I brought him a bunch of porterhouses, a bunch of burgers. That was funny. Nice. So, for our listeners, what's the best way to get in touch with you to get information and to place an order? Please call me directly, or please email me directly. Cool. Um, the other thing I just want to throw it out throw out there real quick is we will still be cheaper than the grocery stores. And you right. are, for sure. Totally. And the quality is yeah. amazing. So well, much even with these new prices, even with these new prices that are coming out now, um, because we have what you see what you see out there on, on uh, Facebook now um, is on our price sheet is one thing, but the, we're gonna have to pull that back and, and redo it. Right. Um, okay. And we're gonna have to bump the prices. But even with the new prices, you will see that we are still cheaper than Publix and we're still going to deliver it to your door. For cool. free, yes. That's awesome. And you're For free. Yeah, right? there's no delivery fee. It's all per pound. It's what you order is what you get. Um, we've made deliveries down to Sarasota up to um, uh, Brooksville. Okay, great. Awesome. And what is your phone number and email? My email is Devin, D-E-V-I-N, at Peninsula Food, P-E-N-I-N, S-U-L-A, food.com. And my phone number is 954-701-8684. And we will also include that in the actual Facebook post when Kevin puts out the podcast. Correct. I just want to mention a few things that we made. And again, we're actually so far saving most of our stuff, but... We had sous vide bone-in pork chops, and you guys uh, provide them French, which is really cool. Yes. We also had sous vide boneless 
prime ribeyes. Those were amazing. And we reverse seared them and we used a new cooking technique. Tell me if you knew about this one where you put a coating of mayonnaise on the meat before you put it in the pan. I didn't. When I read that you did that, <laughs> I got to try it now. Yeah, I, I, I learned, I bumped into that somewhere on something I was researching for an article and yeah, so we tried. It was pretty cool. Yes. Uh, Pan-fried Korean pork chops using pork rib chops, Frenched, and spicy with gochujang and sriracha, amongst other ingredients. Yeah, it was delicious. Those pork chops were great. And we've gone through two packets of the burgers. Oh, yeah, the burgers. Yeah, they they're, were awesome. They're huge, and they're amazing. Awesome. Except Kevin made the mistake of putting... Believe it or not, they're only eight, they're only eight ounces. But they seem huge. He could only cook one at a time in the cast iron. Yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> no, they were they were great. But Kevin made the mistake of putting oil in the pan with them, which they don't need. Blah blah blah. He made a mess all over the stove. You you're making the burgers next time. Okay, I will. <laughs> Devin, thank you so much. Yes, thank you, Devin. Guys, I I can't thank you guys enough for having me on. I really appreciate it. This this does so much for uh, our small business and, and anybody in the community that we can help. Great. You're welcome. And we will be right back. This is Raphael Perrier from Kawa Coffee, and you are listening to the St. Petersburg Foodie Podcast. Restaurants in St. Petersburg just yesterday, May 17th, got the green light for dining at 50% capacity, up from 25% a couple of weeks ago. And this has several more restaurants now opening. And we are maintaining a huge list for St. Pete, which is not just St. Petersburg, but we also have St. Pete Beach, Gulfport, Treasure Island, Pasadena area, North St. Pete. It's a huge, huge list that we are maintaining on a regular basis, almost full time, to tell you which restaurants are open and what they're offering, such as dine-in with inside and or outside seating, and if they're offering delivery and takeout. To find it, you can go to stpetersburgfoodies.com. It's linked right at the top of the homepage. You can also Google restaurants open St. Pete May 2020. We rank number one for that. Next week on the show, we have Melissa Santel from Food X Feels. She is a food photographer, food writer, and has a new cookbook coming out. If you'd like to email us, just send it to info at stpetersburgfoodies.com. That's it for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guest, Devin Flanagan. And thanks to our sponsors. Noble Crest. Pacific Counter. Booyah Ramen. And, and Engine, Engine Number, number nine. 9. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. If you want a steak that's well done, just buy a bag of beef jerky and microwave it or whatever and chew on that because that's what you're getting.